welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again for a mathematically perfect episode, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. What's going on, fellas? Boy, so you know when you kept threatening to take your shuttle and go home? Mm. Mm. Oh, man, this wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> no, not quite that bad. <laughs> yeah, think not good in the Christofferson household this week. Uh, <clears throat> you know, first she was sick, and then she gave it to me. I called the teledoc and was like, yeah, you just have the common cold. And, and she was like, oh, you have the man flu. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. I, I, have the, I have the man flu. That's oh. uh, that's 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 always super annoying. Oh, you got the man flu. It's like, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. If you're down, you're down. Yeah, For real, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was. I'm. You know, I use my voice for my job, and so like, it's been very difficult these past couple of days. Yeah, man. So I can't remember if I mentioned it on the last episode or not, but um, you know, we got back from. I know I mentioned the trip, like we got back from our trip and um, my boy wasn't feeling too great. Um, and he had kind of just been throwing up, like starting at midnight um, on Sunday when we got back. And like, he was just pretty like lethargic, not, not really taking bottles or eating food or anything. And um, like he started to like get a little bit more pep in his step. Um, so we, um, my wife didn't work on Monday and we ended up taking him he wasn't really getting too much better we took him to the doctor's office on monday and uh, they ran a test and uh turns out baby boy had um had strep little one-year-old had strep great and um yeah no no way no no way no at all well it gets better like we were talking about the plague right like how you know the christopherson household has the plague right now um so in comical fashion um, I'm like off at the store getting some stuff for dinner and my dad brings the kiddos or brings, you know, uh, my daughter home. Um, um, I guess this is um, Tuesday, Tuesday. That sounds right. No, Monday. I'm sorry. It was Monday. Brings brings um, home on Monday and um, opens the door and bleh, like just vomits like all over like the front door. Um, the the front entryway and and then like my wife starts not feeling great so like we're just having like all this like GI stuff going on and like I'm the only one that's feeling fine and then it's like the next day it hits me like a ton of feathers and like I'm just like dwindling and dwindling and yeah so we're we're all like back to normal it just feels like it's been like a 24 hour 36 hour like kind of stomach bug but yeah, like it seems like there's like some kind of something going on with everyone, whether it's a stomach bug, it's a cold, it's a it's a whatever. So, um, prayers for a speedy recovery, my dude. It's, I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough here. Yeah, the struggle is real. Yeah, a little bit of a whiskey voice right now, though. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Next right. You might hear a little less from me. I'll just let Chase and David take it and I'll interject <laughs> when needed. David, we are so screwed. <laughs> We're so screwed, man. Hey, you guys do fine when I'm not here. <laughs> Although the- I have a few things to say about this episode. Uh, oh, my. 
we'll we'll let you rest your voice until it comes time for <laughs> the evaluation. <laughs> yes, next up, the quickest episode of These Are the Voyages. <laughs> I, uh, that'd be a heck of a rewards or a, an awards uh, category. The shortest episode. Sometimes we get uh, we get a little we're a little talky. Uh, but anyway, hey, my week's been good. No uh, no sickiness over here. I, I'm fine. I haven't been sick at all this week. Uh, yeah, I've been doing all the stuff this week, which isn't even really true. It's just mainly been a work week. Actually, pretty strenuous work week. There's been a lot of changes going on, but uh, but. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go see some family this weekend. Gonna smoke some wings and mm. make some scalp potatoes for family and everything. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for too long, I'll be in Florida for a week doing Disney stuff. Woo! Yeah. You gonna finally collect your uh, your mouse checks? Uh, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that's never going to happen, mm. <laughs> but Hey, <laughs> we, dream. we, uh, we recorded, uh, yesterday and, uh, I, I did throw a special shout out to you guys. It's a, it's a very special inside joke shout out and mm. it equates to something that Eric had said last week on this podcast. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm gonna steal Eric's line. That's what we call a tease. <laughs> I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch Andor. I haven't got to that yet. <laughs> no, no, just, just Andor to... what? I have to watch Andor what? Oh my god! Okay. Uh, Chase has got jokes over here. <laughs> but no, no, Eric. I know you like to binge watch the entire scene, which honestly is no. I just, I just, I just haven't had time to get yeah. to any of it. That's just, I'm just crazy. For this season, Andor, I think that's probably the right way to go for a lot of people. It's definitely more of a continuous show than what it is. No, I was I was just joking about. Uh, so I have written down the scores for each episode for this season, and they're in a document. Okay, they're there, and first time ever, they they will be there, so we can actually refer back to them or not. I don't know. They are written down. It's probably the or not, actually. <laughs> what did we give that last week? Don't you have it written down? Oh, yeah. That's around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's on a, like a Chick-fil-A napkin that you have in the back of your closet or something. Oh, oh shoot. That's great. Well, Eric, I guess we got to listen. It was actually the first week of... I mean, I listened sure. to all their. Recaps. It was the first week we didn't take up an hour talking about other shows. That's not true. We did. Oh, well. Speaking of not taking up an hour of talking about other shows, you want to talk Trek? I mean, sort of. I mean, that's why we're here. Okay, let's 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 talk Trek. All right, everyone. This is your uh, your spoilerific warning as we uh, go in and talk about this most current and amazing episode of Star Trek Lower Decks Season Three for Episode Seven: A Mathematically Perfect Redemption. 
Guys, I think that was like probably the fastest like jibber jabber session we've had like ever, perhaps. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. And and the listeners are collectively saying, "Thank God." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this episode. Uh, we get a little bit of a flashback, not not so much of a um, of a captain's log, right? We get a flashback to a um, a good old season one episode, if I'm not mistaken, no small parts, and um, it it takes us right to the point where everyone's about to lose their life, and we need a way to upload a little something something into the computer, and um, oh, who can do it? Peanut Hamper, the Exocomp. And to which, like, I oh, forget that, man. I, might, I may be an ensign, but I, I ain't dying for y'all. Forget that. So we have um, basically the return of the exocomp known as Peanut Hamper in this episode. And we find out what happens after Peanut Hamper beams off the bridge or off the just the ship of the Cerritos. And um, what happens basically in the ensuing year or so however long it's been within the show. Um, before we get too uh, uh, too far along in this, I just want to point out something real quick because this may or may not be important to some of us here on the show or some of us listening, but the episode was written by Ann Kim, who also wrote the season one episode, Moist Vessel, and the season two episode, I Excretus. Uh, Jason Zurich directed, following up on four other Lower Decks episodes, Strange Energies, Ugato Gamato, Where Pleasant Fountains Lie, and Grounded. So the same guy who directed the two worst episodes from last season. I was just going to say. This one. <laughs> you said it, I not mean, me. Like... Well, well, you also said that the writer was the one for I Excretus, which, I mean, I think it was Eric. I, I trashed that trash that episode. I hated that episode. Mm-hmm. And I was not. And Moist Vessel, best. is that the one with like Boimler has like the parasite on his back? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That one was not terrible. Well, we don't have any ratings from season one, so we don't know how it wasn't terrible. It was. (laughs) Um, No, listen, listen. I just want to say, you know, I love it when Star Trek takes risks. You know, you and and make having an episode driven by like not one of your main cast. Is a is a risk and essentially sidelining your entire your entire crew, the people that we tune up every show up every week to watch. That's a risk. Sometimes it pays off. Like like Hollow Pursuits, the Reg Barkley episode, is the first TNG episode to ever not follow one of our main cast, and it's brilliant. Like it's one of my favorite episodes ever. It's just brilliant. Um, sometimes maybe. The episode is not so good, like like a Naomi Wildman episode, right? Mm. Voyager, mm. Where, where she's like in her holodeck with Flotter, right? Yeah. That's maybe he took a risk, but maybe it didn't work so well. Um, but like, was anybody out there like clamoring for a Peanut Hamper episode? Like, did anybody even care? Like, I I literally I don't understand this episode at all. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's one guy out there who's like, yes, peanut hamper! Has like <laughs> a like, cu- custom peanut hamper shirt. But, but like, Have you not who seen like, those? Who is like, you know what? You know what I want to see? 
Like, let's go back to that that exocomp thing from the end of season one that was like a bit rude and said, peace out. Let's do an episode about them. Mm. Like, mm. It's, it's so bizarre. Mm. Well, you, you know, you, you do make a good point because ta- taking risks is good, but you also mentioned two episodes that were in seasons, which were how many episodes in length, you know, and this is what, 12 in total. So, you know, you're, you're effectively doing half the season of a, of a much larger show and so forth. So it's a much bigger risk. And yeah, I don't care anything about peanut hamper necessarily. And even when me and my girlfriend sat down and watched it and we both had the same thoughts, like, you know, this kind of reminds me of a little bit of like some weird Rick and Morty side quest adventure. It's like, why do, why do I need that necessarily? Cause even in that show, there were bird people too. I mean, it's almost like some weird little ripoff in a way, not to be too harsh, but dang. I mean, Mike McMahon is the same dude. That's. He he was on the writing team for. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, he was just on the writing team. So there you go. Yeah. The whole time I was watching this, I was like, "Is this our Avatar episode?" (laughs) Like, (laughs) Mike McMahon, a big fan of Avatar. Boy. Okay. Okay. So. Peanut Hamper, right? He, uh, they, Peanut Hamper, beams out of, of the Cerritos in space, and we know what happens, right? Like we, like the the Titan swoops in, saves the day, and Peanut Hamper is like, dang it. Well, I hope they scan for inorganic life. Oh, they probably won't. Type of thing, and just is just kind of floating there, just chilling and just starts to rant, collect random stuff and build their own ship to try and get the heck out of there. Um, has their own like kind of Wilson kind of like well, inanimate yeah. object yeah. friend. Uh, was it, was it Sophia? Was that the name of it? That Sophie? sounds right. Sophia. Any, Sophia. Anyway, so fast forward a little bit, like, um, musters together enough to lithium to kind of get out of there and talking to her friend and then just out of nowhere we have the scavengers show up right not 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 the pack leads it's the um oh my gosh i'm spazzing right now uh dinkori dothrami only we knew if only you had a magic box that you could type anything into and figure out an answer. This is, this is what we call um, great, um, great, great podcasting right here. Anyway, they're uh, they're Klingon light in appearance, uh, basically. Um, I'll figure out the name here in a little bit. I had it written down in the, it's in the other room, though. Anyway, they show up. Things happen. We have like some weird like you're being abducted kind of scene and peanut hampers being abducted like screw this i'm out of here and like sacrifice her wilson to get the heck out of there she ends up crashing on this planet and waking up to a bunch of bird people right 
Yep, the Arior. Yep, the the Arior, yes. And this is where everything takes place. Like, we don't see, like, the first two-thirds of this episode, we we don't see our cast at all. It's just Peanut Hamper and the Arior tribe, flock, whatever, for the first 20... 18 to 20 minutes of this of this episode pretty much and through all this like they're they're very primitive and they're just kind of there um and they're kind of amazed like there's this like machine that i is just this machine yeah but there's also some prejudice towards machines right Mm -hmm. like the machines they're gonna ruin our peaceful way of life Mm. And as the episode goes along, we learn a little bit more about like their views towards machines. Um, but the the chieftain, I guess, is what they are, right? Like the the leader of the, like their flock is yeah. very open minded uh, to to Peanut Hamper and. Um, introduces peanut to the rest of the flock and peanuts just being like kind of obnoxious and kind of abrasive the whole time and yeah like sees like weird things making some colorful commentary like why is a sky snake called a sky snake if everything flies why just call it a snake which i thought i did like that by the way that was yeah that wasn't bad yeah um but then we have like was it rauda that was it the Rauda, the chief son, yeah, yeah, the chief the, the, son, the buff, the buff chief son, bad boy. <laughs> he was pretty buff. Was he, was he also like voiced by Jerry O'Connell? I just got to know. I, I have no idea. You can look that up though. <sighs> boy. So, you know, like the chief gets bit by the sky snake and. Like everyone dies, but that's ever been bit by a sky snake, and she just zooms right in. Like, oh, here's some anti venom and some vitamins. You're going to be fine. Yeah, you're deficient in, well, everything. Yeah, and then she she gives out medical treatment to everyone in the village. It has a neat little medical bag on the front of her. Right. And everyone loves her. My, My poop is oily and white again. Oh, God. Hatches a ton of eggs. Yeah, and that's what really impresses Rauda too, because mm-hmm. well, saved, he's all impressed, the all right. saved all the hatchlings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very impressed. Boy, is he. He even sings, which this is the thing that I laughed the hardest at, was <laughs> the singing, because it was like, oh, don't sing. And it was just random squawk noises, like, fantastic that actually was really fun. yeah but you know that it was like set up to be it was set up to be like romantic oh you're gonna sing for me yeah <laughs> oh, stop that stop. oh you're, you're just gonna keep going never make that noise ever again <laughs> that's that's like me trying to serenade someone with the song my terrible voice have you ever serenaded like, your lady stop when's the last time you serenaded your lady eric Never, because I'm awful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an awful singer. Mm. 
Okay. So this is where things get weird. <laughs> weird? Sure. Weird. Oh, boy. So the hatchlings hatch, all 36 of them. And um, Rauda and Peanut fly off together, and there's the singing, right? You know, that, that we were just talking about. And they meet up on this precipice. And before we go anywhere else with this, like, this was the part of the episode where I just could not stop thinking about Cars, like the, the, the Disney Pixar movie Cars, where Lightning McQueen and um, whatever that girl car's name is, they're like going on a little drive together and they go up to like the old part of Radiator Springs and they're like looking over everything. I'm like, this is like, this is like almost a shot for shot with cars. I couldn't help but thinking about Avatar when Jake and the Teary get done. They first fly on their, on their little raptor thingy, woodjiggers, whatever they're called. I forget what they're raptor called. Raptor thingy, woodjiggers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're raptor. They're, they're flying blue, not the big orange one. That's right. called Taruk. But the other little ones, Ikran, Ikran, those are their names. They, I knew I would, I knew I would come up with it. They flew their little raptors. Jake flew for the first time, and then they find a nice little secluded place, all to themselves. Mm. Mm. And they hook their cues together. Yeah, they do. <laughs> all right. But our pieces are so different. This show had been doing such a good job this season. It was so good. It had, it had like something had flipped, and and he was like, the, Mike Man was like, we're gonna change things. We're not gonna do this anymore. And he was doing such a good job. Six episodes, two sex jokes, maybe right. And then right. he could not stop yeah. himself. He could not stop himself. Yeah. And then, so the next part that happens, it's... And that was weird, right? I don't think it's as bad as the Mugato Gamato thing. Well, the next... See, that's the part that... Right? Exactly. So, anyway, we, the things that just continue to happen, like we, we, we finally learned that these Aerior are also like spacefaring, right? Like previously spacefaring folks. They're kind of like the Baku in a sense. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. I'm glad I was not the only one that was thinking that. Yes. So, interesting? Yes? Nice retread? Not so much? I mean, I, now she's not violating the Prime Directive. Yeah. My, my, probably one of my biggest problems with this is, like, aside from the obvious, like, pain points here... This thing is is paced like some ADHD nightmare for me. 
Like it, it, it just keeps bopping to the next point. It's like, I, I know you're trying to do some sort of element of storytelling, but you're just rushing right through all of this because the most interesting part about the species is that they were formally, uh, you know, spacefaring people. And we didn't really explain any of that. We just went automatically to, you know, weird sex thing. Then, oh, we have ships. And then, hey, let's get married. And you have a beak now. And, oh, the scavengers are back to steal our ships. And it was just at, like, light speed. And I understand it's a short show and everything. But, dang, we've actually seen some good storytelling in short form this season. And this isn't it. It's Mm -hmm. not it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, uh, again, this is where things like not necessarily get weird, but they just kind of take more and more of a turn in the sense that she knows where Peanut knows where like this fleet of ships um, reside now. And connects with like the same scavengers which I did not look up while we were talking uh, by the way and just end up they end up come well we don't know that she contacts them but like they show up and start to just lay siege to like their Ewok village and try and like steal their ships basically and all this is like a ruse so that Peanut can look like a hero and go back to Starfleet, basically. And through all this, like this skirmish, this invasion, this thing that's going on, finally sends out a distress signal specifically to the Cerritos, which we have no clue how far away the Cerritos is from this, which I'm a little disappointed by. Like, like how? I mean, how, really, how far away were they? I mean, like it just seemed like they were like just maybe one sector over. Chase, well, they, they traveled at maximum warp, right? <laughs> just conveniently far enough. Yeah, and they're very surprised to hear that Peanut is uh, is still alive and kicking and doing well and stuff. And uh, yeah, you saved the day, type of thing. Because like you commandeered one of their shuttles and like you tackled some people on their ship and crashed some stuff and yeah you saved the day and then, oh oops what's this we conveniently recorded that you told us exactly where the stuff is so we could come and invade yeah yeah but you know what I like about the end here I actually do have a good thing to say like. <coughs> Excuse me. When, when the, you know, they the the scavenger ship like crashes or whatever, and then they commandeer some of the old vessels, right, that are mm-hmm. buried underneath the the tree village, and they start attacking the um the the Cerritos, and you know shields are down to sixteen percent and falling, and whatever. Billups is doing his thing, try to keep them alive, whatever, and then all of a sudden, like another gigantic ship appears from nowhere and it's not it's not peanut hamper to save the day in this it's rauda and he's like for the flock <laughs> right it's like mm-hmm. it's frodo as we charge 
<laughs> but he's like for the flock and he's the one who saves his village and I like that I like that yeah. this didn't go for like a standard redemption arc of peanut hamper because we see that peanut hamper does not deserve redemption right and the story didn't try to just do that which would have made it awful so I like the fact that it's a villager you know finding this old technology of his and he's the one who saves the day that was a good thing and I'll highlight a good thing yeah. also very convenient that he can work it just automatically on his own but you well, know. yeah sure <laughs> but I, I agree also convenient that like the scavengers can just work the ship yeah, on true. their own right <laughs> it's a story it's a mathematical convenience hmm hmm so yeah like at, at, at through all this like you know she peanut was trying to get her redemption and to be able to work her way back into starfleet and captain freeman was you know at first on board with that I'm like okay and i think like most of us as the audience we were mostly on board with that too and then like the whole thing is revealed and it's just a rehash of like screw that man screw you organics i'm i'm out of here yeah and like I'm not gonna spend my entire life on some backwood bird planet yeah. or something. And 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 then like there's like this um this deep cut, like y'all are just um oh what was the what was the phrase? Y'all are just um cheap knockoff Aurelians or whatever. Mm. Which Aurelians are these like species from um, the animated series also made an appearance, um, I think, last season in um, uh, Lower Decks. So, yeah, buddy. In case no one knows yeah. what I'm about. Yeah, and then after after Rauda does this for Frodo and saves the day, right? We take Peanut Hamper into custody. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's Norellian right there. Very nice. Right, okay. And then this is the best part of the episode. I knew this is going to be your absolute. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Coming into this. Oh, here, my God. This was like, going to be your favorite. Like, that was like Giant Bank of Evil Computers was yeah. part of our nominee for fun, most funniest, most LOL moment <laughs> from last year. And uh, it was great. And as soon as they set that set her in there, I was like, "Is he gonna be here? Yeah. Is he gonna be here? Is he gonna be here? Is he gonna be here?" Oh, and then he, he's there. I am Agamus. Yes, Combs. Yes! <laughs> 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 it was good. He's like, "Yeah, just send me the script. I'll record it." In my, my my home, I'll take two minutes, one take. I'm sure that's all he needed. Yeah, because he's a pro. <laughs> no, I that was really perfect. I, I it was good. Yeah, I was like, ooh, he's back! Yay! <laughs> I was like, is he gonna be here? Is he gonna be here? He better be here. I feel cheated if he's not. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> it was beautiful. Ooh, beautiful. Beautiful, you say. Mm-hmm. All right. 
that's that's the episode, right? Yeah, that's the episode. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shall we uh, get on to the evaluation portion of this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Let, let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to do it. So let's start with the Delta. So how well were the different divisions of Starfleet service represented in this episode? Looking at, of course, command with leadership and leadership theory, operations, whether it's engineering, communications, logistics, security, or whatever. And, of course, science. So, David, what do you think, uh, man? I don't, I don't want to do this because, like, yeah, I could make arguments and I don't really want to. I don't want to <laughs> make arguments for this crap. Look, I mean from a leadership perspective you could look at like Rauda's sort of taking the ship out saving the day you know doing one for the flock uh you know sort of in quotations taking control of his destiny because he's going to be the next leader and all that stuff so he's stepping up and doing something dangerous to save his friends and family and his fake girlfriend who hates him but you know whatever um so i i guess you could maybe throw a little bit of like a command but it's not really even traditional command and i i, I just don't even feel comfortable with it um i mean engineering I, I don't i guess you could maybe make a bit of a bit of a an argument for science just because uh our peanut hamper is you know, helping these people using medical science uh, in different ways. Hey, here's a sky snake venom. Uh, you can walk. Your babies are all hatched and all that stuff. Your mortality rate's extremely low now. So I guess you could throw like a science delta in there just for the medical science aspect of it. And uh, I don't really know about operations engineering. I, I, I don't even want to think about it anymore. So. Let's just throw in a quarter command delta for old Rauda doing his thing, a science delta for medical science, and I don't care about engineering because it makes me angry. Gotcha. <laughs> Eric, I'm, I'm trying to help you save your voice for a second, so let me just jump in real quick. So um, I'm just going to be that guy and say none, just because there was no Starfleet anything that was being here except for throwing some jelly beans out in the form of like maybe some medical treatment other than that nothing there's nothing all the all anything that was done was done by the Arior that lived on areolus and um yeah so so no 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 i mean yeah i was gonna say that there is some science being done by peanut hamper using her science knowledge to to medically cure the people um and then you could you could say well it was a great feat of engineering that created the exocomps but that's like going way back but yeah it's way back yeah uh, that's like we're like stretching here we're, we're reaching you know to try to find something to award this episode because it that doesn't really deserve it. I mean, I mean, Eric, we're like not even reaching. We're busting out the freaking lasso <laughs> and we're trying to lasso something. <laughs> okay. It was a good attempt. 
Well, yeah, well, we, we, well we tried. We tried. We tried. Okay, so no deltas. Got it. Cool. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's let's move on to the numerical rating for this episode on a scale of one to ten. One being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing. How do we rate this episode, Commander Eric? Okay. Well, I have to look back at some of the previous episodes. This is where it's good to have like a look back. You don't and have to, see to look back. Well, I mean, I have to try to compare it to see where it fits in, right? Like, it's clearly the worst episode of this season, mm. right? Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty obvious in our opinion. Um, if I look at some of the things from last season, like, it's better than Mugato Gamato. I mean, so there's that, right? That's being pretty generous, my dude. I, I think it. I think it's better than that. There's at least some redeeming qualities here. I think, like with the non-redemption for Peanut Hamper and Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> but like, yeah, we like. I'm still shocked that this show hasn't even mentioned one thing about like Rutherford's experience from two weeks ago. Like, give us one line about that. Like. Give us something about Bold Boimler, right? That, like, that, like, who, what, why did we take some stupid side quest here? It's just, it's, it's irritating. I don't even know, right? Cause I read a lot, I was reading a lot of reviews and people were actually like, like, quote unquote, professional reviewers <laughs> actually liked this episode. And I was like, oh, what's your, what do we even watch the same thing? <sighs> Five? <laughs> With a question mark? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm confused. All right. What do you got, David? <sighs> it was a terrible episode. I, you know, I got, I will say, on the positive train, I did get a really good laugh once out of the singing squawking thing. That made me laugh. Um, Peanut Hamper is annoying mm. as hell. Mm. Mm-hmm. The storytelling was such a light speed dash through things that could have been good but the the actual physical storytelling of this I couldn't get behind I felt like it was it like 27 minutes so just under a half hour right it's like our That's general right. run time it felt like 15 so it was it was just so quick it didn't seem to occupy any space um I, I just don't find much in the way of redeemable qualities about about this episode. And I, I hate to say it because, like, the most disappointing thing is I've really enjoyed this season a lot to this point. I mean, we've got we've got some real good stuff here. I mean, my God, I gave a nine to one episode. Um, but the story was bad. It was it was a risk, but it was the wrong risk to take I, I didn't care about anything going on it, it felt generic 
borrowed from everything else around it. It didn't feel original. Um, and it was unsatisfying. And it will get a lower score from me because the season has been so good and this was such a crapper. Um, I'm going to give it a four and I would just never watch it again. <laughs> never. Okay, so I guess that leaves me then. See, this is why I like talking to you guys because y'all bring sound logic to things. Like there might might have been like a certain number that I have in my mind, and I talk to you guys. I'm like, they bring up some really good points. I should not give the score that I was thinking. So, um, I watched this uh, this morning before I saw my first client. And uh, then uh, I was like, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Let me just now now that we got the kids, you know, bathed you, and you watch it bed, again. I watched it again, which was a bad choice, gang. That was a bad choice, bad bad choice. Um, yeah, I watched it again, and it's actually worse the second time um, than the first original viewing, in my opinion. Uh, this is just, uh, just drivel. Like I just, I know, I know that there's someone out there that loves this episode. I know there is. I am not that person at all. Um, I would, I'm kind of embarrassed by this episode and not to be outdone by any of you. Um, I think this deserves a three and three quarters. Wow. Which brings our overall, no, average rating to four and a quarter. I think. It's depressing to see how that one episode dropped, like kind of our overall average for this season. Like it's really depressing because all of us were riding over an eight, look, let's and look now at it's dropped below an eight in like seven seven territory. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just let me just let's just look at this real quick. So I just removed the the ratings for a second. So prior to this episode, Eric, your overall average rating was. An eight, let's just call it an eight point three. Hey, can you change my rating for this episode? Because I was like, I don't know, five. Can you change <laughs> no, it to like a, down, it? Can you change it to like a four point two five? No. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I'll throw something out there, see where you guys take it. God almighty. That's why I was like, five. Oh. Chase was like, question mark. <laughs> oh yeah what was i saying that um eric your your overall rating was um 8.29 okay um david's an 8.35 and mine was basically an eight and a half an 8.48 okay so like you got that you got your respective numbers and then we give this week's Holy shnikes. That's a half a point drop. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's big. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. This was a god this was a mathematically perfect dud of an episode. And I remember looking at this episode title last week and I was like, Ooh, that sounds interesting cuz I yeah. totally forgot that like I I remembered Peanut Hamper but like in just the vaguest sense that Peanut Hamper existed in that one episode. Like that was actually really good like at the end of season 1. I totally forgot that the name came because it was a mathematically perfect name, right? If I had put mm-hmm. two and two together, I would have been like, ooh, man, I'm not excited for this episode. Mm-hmm. Were you hoping it was going to be like, like full of I don't math know. And like I don't know. episode. I just remember. Cool and math-y got like and... damn sign curves from, from <laughs> Prodigy. <laughs> I was hoping. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Eric, just a few more weeks, and we'll have some more damp sine curves. Okay. We'll have actual, actual Janeway back in things. Yeah. Right. That's so true. Two story. Janeways. That's right. We're gonna have more Janeway. Twice the Janeway. Okay. Twice the Janeway. Twice the Rock Doc. No, no, maybe not. But like more Rock Doc. <laughs> Y'all, we have three episodes left of of this season of Lower Decks. And the thing, I know that y'all can see this, like y'all can just scroll up and see this, but like our listeners can't. Um, But like, if you look at the trend that happened with season two, right? Like we had some pretty stinkers, like some not so great ratings. I mean, like 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 average to low kind of ratings for most of season two. And then it was right around, I mean, seven or eight that thing started to pick up i'm being a little generous on this and we look at this season and it's been a fantastic season and i'm concerned now that i'm wondering if this is going to be the trend the rest of the season where we're going to have like some real stinkers like as we like just kind of like whimper over the finish line for the season i don't know what do y'all think about that like like strange new world started on a huge high and for the first mm-hmm. five episodes and then yeah. well it didn't like pop off as precipitous as this one episode did like it was yeah. like the, the was back a- half we were not as thrilled with the as we were with the first half yeah it was a slow burn um there at the end it just i don't know it i don't just, know we're, it, it we're, we're having work. crisis point two next week yeah. right which crisis point was a decent episode from season one right I mean, therapy works. Therapy works. Therapy works. <laughs> I know Chase is like. <laughs> but no, there was a pretty decent episode. So we'll see, like, what happens there. Right? Yeah, we'll I see. Guess. Five? We'll see, we'll see in a week. <laughs> Five? <laughs> we'll see. we will definitely watch the episode we definitely will and we will definitely talk about it too won't we yeah all right enough of that we've talked numbers let's talk about the most important part of the show you know what that is right eric do you know what that is twitter poll the twitter poll poll. i can't do my voice (laughs) I'll do it for you. Twitter poll. 
There you go. There we go. <laughs> I don't. I can't do it. Okay. Okay. There will be. There will come a day when you will be able to do it again. All right. Yes, will. All right, guys. I um, I pulled the people of the Twitter and I asked them this very very important question. And this very very important question was right on brand with this week's episode, and it was this: Which self-aware megalomaniacal computer would be the first to double cross the others if partnered together. Okay, so let me read that again. Which self-aware megalomaniacal computer would be the first to double cross the others if partnered together? The options are Landrew, Agamus, Peanut Hamper. Well, Landrew was able to take over a whole planet. Mm-hmm. So was Agamus. Peanut Hamper didn't do that, right? No, but it had proven that they will double cross. They will so. double cross, and yeah, yeah. I think I think Peanut Hamper is going to be the answer here. Okay, just recency bias. That's right, recency But bias. you might be like some TNG lovers who go, "Well, of course it's Landrew. You are not of the body." how'd that go again eric the red hour there is no red hour anymore seriously don't listen to the evil computer (laughs) right because landrew came back okay i have changed my answer to landrew Okay. <laughs> I'm sticking with peanut hamper. <laughs> All right. Well, before, before, before we get to the results, we had um, we had someone comment. Um, we had at smart smears uh, reply. I voted Agamus and immediately realized that the correct answer is peanut. Um, and this was pretty early on when uh, the, the poll was first posted. So we will see what the results are here in just a moment. So. All right. With that, let's find out. So coming in in third place, last place, uh, for this week's poll, with 15.8% of the vote, Landrew. Grumble, 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 grumble. All right. (laughs) Coming in um, as the runner-up, second place, with 26.3% of the vote, which means that our winner had 57.9% of the vote. The second place, 26.3%. Agamus, which means Peanut Hamper is our winner. Wow. Don't change your, don't change your answer. I always tell my students, don't, don't change your answer. And what did I do? Change yeah. your answer. Change my answer. It's always B. I thought it was always C. C. Could always be A. Or D. But it's always all the above. (laughs) What about none none of the above? The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. (laughs) Guys, that's it. That's it for the show. We did it. We did it. We most certainly did it. Okay. Good job, everyone. Good job. Good job. 
All right, fellas, it's been real. We have uh, just three episodes left of this season, and then we're going to, I think, just carry right on to uh, the other show, Good Old Prodigy, for season 1B uh, coming up um, end of this month. The day that I think it's the season finale for Lower Decks is also the season premiere for Prodigy. So um, all y'all out in Lister land, get ready for that for all you um, Prodigy fans because it is almost here, almost here. Very exciting. So, um, guys, as always, thank you so much for for chit chatting. Even if this one was pretty brief, and also, I think we did this one probably at warp seven compared to most shows we do together. Um, anyway, um, all y'all, what did you think of the episode? Did you like it? Did you love it? Do you want some more of it? Do you wish this would just go into a black hole and just disappear? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, check us out on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. Um, you can also open up handling frequencies and entering coordinates to TRTVPod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There is a three-minute limit for the bird people come and get us, so please hurry up before we have to get some ravagers or some whatever to stop them. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, like some jelly beans that are also good for vitamins, We'd love that. Mail it to the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.